Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. We hear about a lot of violence in this gospel. And we've all seen things in the Old Testament, phrases about the wrath of God, God's punishment, the vengeance of God. I like to open up the whole idea about God and violence. I think the way to read many of those passages about the violence of God is we have to use Jesus as the primer, Jesus as the key to interpret those passages from the past. I think there's two things to remember about them. Number one, they were writing about their relationship with God. And they were coming to understand what that relationship was and who God was. It was a gradual process. So what they did when they were reflecting on their journey, they knew they were the chosen people. They knew that God loved them. So the next thing that happened, it's natural. It's like an anthropomorphic assignment of their own feelings. They projected onto God how they felt. So if they felt angry about what was going on in their lives, well, then God feels angry too. And if they want vengeance for an injustice, God wants that vengeance too. They were coming to understand. So when we look at Jesus, like I said, he's the primer. What did he say? Because when he revealed himself, he was revealing the Father. And we learn things as a community of faith that we didn't know before. So when he talks about the nature of God, he says things like this. Pray for your enemies. Bless them. If someone strikes you on the cheek, offer your other cheek. He talked about forgiving. How often should we forgive, Lord? How many times can someone hurt me? I'm supposed to still forgive them. 70 times seven. Now, in forgiving, especially if something's repeatedly happening to us, we're called to forgive. But it might be wise for us to change how we relate to that person. Doesn't mean we have to like them or, you know, we still want to try to like wish the best for them. That's what he's talking about. What did Jesus do when he was confronted with violence in his own life? He absorbed it. You see it right here. He absorbed the violence. And by absorbing it, he was victorious over it. And every time we go to communion, we go to confession, we are connected to Jesus' act of absorbing that violence and also being victorious over it. The other thing I think we need to realize about the old stories, because I remember a priest friend of mine saying, I don't say those Psalms when when they talk about God leading them into battle and slaughtering the Canaanites. And I thought, well, that's sacred scripture. It's inspired. What I heard from a priest, um, his name is Father Ron Roheiser. He does a lot of Catholic writing, different journals all over the world. He said, you know, those things are still true for us, but they are like spiritual metaphors for us now. 
So when they talk in the Old Testament about wiping out this people or that people, and they're talking about them being evil. For us, what Jesus wants us to do there is God wants to wipe out the evil that's inside of us. Those are metaphors for what's happening in my life and the evil that's there that I have to root out. Otherwise, it's going to destroy me. That's the way I pray those Psalms now. When I read about them, God leading them in the battle and they're all getting destroyed, that's about me. It doesn't mean that there isn't judgment. We know Jesus talked a lot about that, the urgency of it. But really what he's telling us, if you look at those scriptures carefully, because he says it sometimes in there very clearly. In chapter 3 of John, he says, I will not condemn you. Your own actions will condemn you. In other words, the sin in itself has what's going to hurt us and lead us to the wrong direction at the end of our lives if we don't stay on the way with the Lord. It's, it's inherent. But that's where our judgment is. And all God does when we get to judgment is say, here's your life. People still say it today, but in the 1950s, there were a lot of people who said, religious people, there's no hell. God is so good. God loves us so much. He's going to find a way no matter what to save us. And C.S. Lewis, who many of you know may know, he, you know, we know him a lot through the Chronicles of Narnia, the movies. But he was such a great writer. He was an Anglican, very close to the Catholic Church. And he was a precise thinker. I, I don't know if I read anybody last century that was such a keen thinker. And he at one time was an agnostic, atheist. He's a great person to give books to for people who are in that category. Because he might be able to connect to them because he was there. Well, he heard this about people saying there is no hell. He said there has to be hell. Saint, uh, Pope John Paul said the same thing. God gave us the gift of free will. If he was going to force all of us to say yes, that's not free will anymore. It's an incredible gift, has a big consequence, but we, we can't be real. We can't be who we are unless we were free. Otherwise, we'd just be robots. So he wrote this little book called The Great Divorce. It's only about that thick. It's an allegory, but he's making the point in there how it's possible for people to choose hell and not really think that they are. You'll see if you get a chance to read it. He makes a, a great point about the reality of our lives. Because I think there's a lot of people in the world, they, have, they know God, they say, yeah, I believe in God. I love Jesus. I know he loves me unconditionally. And they're presuming, they're presuming that at the last judgment, everything's going to be great. That's, the, that's actually called the sin, the sin of presumption. With eternity... I don't know about you. I don't want to take any chances like that. <laughs> this is important. So as we listen to the greetings today, the Lord's telling us, you know, God's not about violence. Now, we live in a complicated world. And you know, those moral theologians have wrestled with questions, well, what about war? Is there such a thing as a war for self-defense? St. Augustine talked about that. St. Thomas Aquinas. There's actually in Catholic theology a just war theory that defines circumstances when going to war is for the good because you're backed into the corner. 
Our life when living with the Lord is not black and white. It's sophisticated. Just like I'm describing now about these passages in the scripture, God gave us brains so that we could reflect on these things and, and, and with his grace, figure out the nuances and how you have to, you read one part of the Bible, you have to read it in the context of the whole Bible and not pull a line out and just live by that one line. That's where a misinterpretations come from. So Jesus tells us here, you know what, it's interesting. He says, not a hair of your head will be harmed. Right before that, he said, some of you will die. So obviously he means, even if you die, if you're following me, I've got you in my hands. And nothing can destroy you. We're at the end of the liturgical year. Next week, it's the great feast of Christ the King, King of the universe. And then we begin a new liturgical year in Advent. So let's pray. Dear Lord, give us the grace. Open our hearts and allow you to show us who you really are so that you can guide our lives best on how to live the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, your commandments, so that we may always be near you. And when that day of judgment comes, we may hear those beautiful words that you said, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into my joy. Amen. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.